Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. So hello, hello everybody. And if we can't read the news today, it's because both of us literally took our glasses off right before this episode is started. It's it's great. I think this is this is this is life it's just like we both went like oh there's a glare let's take them off and i'm like how am i gonna read the news <laughs> how am i gonna read the news everybody thanks so much god you're a podcast because if you weren't a podcast we would have problems but you're a podcast so we should be fine but listen i just wanted you to picture us both taking our glasses off the countdown finishing and just looking maybe like lol lol indeed welcome <laughs> back welcome back i feel like we are kinship in the squinting eyes i don't know who else is part of the squinting eyes club i definitely am and this is why i need to wear um you know sunglasses content lenses sorry whatever i do this is literally my life especially because i do so much recording is i can't see people otherwise so um sorry jess i see a blur but you're a beautiful blur today thank you (laughs) and actually i'm gonna jump right in and I want to say that uh, obviously I follow Jess and it was so funny in the last week of the pod, we talked about a piece of news that you talked about in your Instagram and it made me laugh so much. Let's go back to the story. Dear listener, if you've been a loyal listener, you know what Jess said last at the beginning of the month when we talked about what's going to happen with threads. What did you say again? Just one more time, remind us. I said it's going to die. It's going to live fast and die young. Kesha forever. Then we talked to Emma last week and we were like, yeah. It's an 80% drop in daily usage. And, like, mm. and then I saw that you also picked that up this week. I was just like, yeah, I knew she was going to be just jumping on this. I knew she was going to jump on this. I jump and on I everything. I do. <laughs> I do. Listen, when on threads come out, I get threads. I'm so like, I can't I need to pull myself together. Hang on. Right, I'm back. I think today we are unhinged in the best possible way. I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling like I'm very much like on a, on a train. So the that you're joining back us. at it again, girls. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry if you were listening to this during your commute and you literally had a heart attack. I'm so sorry. The spike on the volume has been insane. I, 
somebody today will probably be like jess uh, you almost had me <laughs> you almost had me wake uh, up girls <laughs> <laughs> it's been another week and you survived it happy friday everybody um going back to threads actually i wanted to ask you though lol you actually ask a question to people and i want to see if anybody responded and what they responded about whether they are mm. still using threads do you remember anything that jumps out from from that one because it was a very apt question to ask it actually got, the post got loads of comments on tiktok and on instagram so i'll read them some out i'll read some out i've not even posted one thing on there it feels just like facebook now i'm not into it I feel like they should have waited to launch when they had more fleshed out features. It felt and feels like, to be honest, like a half finished app. I had multiple people say, I forgot about this app until you mentioned it. Um, very and interesting. Then, very interesting. Someone said, I felt like it died as soon as it begun. No one's using it anymore. One mm-hmm. person said they also felt this way about Lemonade. It was exciting when it first came out and within a few weeks it was all influencers sharing how they grew and my engagement super dropped so I just lost interest. That's very interesting and actually what's even more interesting we're going to jump on some of that but well one of the reasons I was thinking about this aside from you posting about it is because Threads also around this last week launched his web app which to me should have been out as the app was out and I appreciate life happens and timings with these things but thinking about it that would have been, especially for the main audience that we were talking about threads, even with you at the time, which was the marketers, the social media managers, the small business owners. Let's be honest, we have so many apps that we need to worry about when it comes to our social media on our phone that I felt, especially for marketers, even more than small business owners, having it on the desktop would have been potentially uh, upping itself life and maybe even shifting some of this. But that was too little too late, in my opinion. And I love that somebody said that, it felt like a half-fleshed-out app. I mean, a burn, but I can see that as well. So I found it really, really, really interesting. But yeah, you know, they launched the web app like last week, and I'm generally thinking too little, too late. Yeah, come through, Jojo. Come through. She said it first. Told you we're on fire today. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you are very, very welcome. And to be honest, it's the end of the summer as well, so I genuinely feel like there's been so many things happening, so many things have literally come and gone and it's kind of funny when you get to the end of summer and hopefully dear listener you are rested hopefully you had a wonderful summer but i feel that if you work within the realms of marketing in one shape or form there is an element of starting the next quarter or kind of finishing this quarter slash starting next quarter and starting to get like okay what am i going to do until the end of the year Uh, a mutual friend emily jones who actually will be part of the business of marketing summit shout out to emily uh next week a time of listening we're coming up on tuesday so please come and join us amschool.click slash business is free anyway and emily um what i love is that she did a campaign about christmas mm-hmm. in summer and she was talking mm-hmm. about why she did that well i asked her i told her that it really jumped out and it's very interesting and i think we forget actually how as small businesses or as marketers we already have our after the holidays are over and we just enjoyed our tan or whatever we did, we're like, okay, back to the final quarter. What has to happen? What do we have to do? So I find that anything that is not a top priority will fall through the cracks. And I don't know if you saw as well, I'm thinking also from a marketer perspective, that's what I see a lot, but I'm sure even if you're a small business owner or like a creator, it's something that is definitely starting to creep up in our minds, you know, the back to school feeling, which actually has a negative connotation for so many people. Yeah, September has 
Ever since I started my business, September's always felt like January. It always feels like beginning again. It feels like a space where you can make plans, set goals, or you feel like, oh no, <laughs> it's the end of the year now. What What's going to happen? Like, it's, it's, Christmas is going to come, come around so quickly. We haven't got long. And so I think, yeah, whatever whatever falls through the cracks probably was supposed to fall through the cracks like maybe you don't have capacity for for that right now or it's just not gonna move the needle in your business I hate that I hate that phrase make an impact is what I want to say instead it's not gonna make make an impact if you're not all the way in so I think looking at what's on your laundry list of of to-dos and just saying okay I can actually do that I can actually make do I want to do that? Is this going to make an impact in my business? Yes or no? Like, and see what happens. Yeah, it's hard though. I love that. And to be honest, to uh, double up on, double down. Today I can't speak everybody. I'm sorry. My brain is literally wide on coffee. Uh, to double down on that. Um, one of the biggest blocks that our students have, both in our student community, but also when it comes to the certification, is kind of going through especially our session and what we teach about auditing and systems, but both from an auditing perspective, we kind of like to do it and students love it when we do it together. But what I find out is that that reminder that actually it's so important to audit step, reflect and kind of adjust your gears based on what you set your laundry list of. Should I be doing all these things that in my head I think I should be doing? There's so much resistance over that. And it's interesting because I can say again from a marketing perspective, whether you work with clients as a marketer or whether you work in-house, there's that push and pull of everybody's already on your back about, okay, what are you gonna what we're gonna do for the end of the year? What are gonna be the campaigns? What are we gonna be focusing on? And then you naturally as a business owner, we talked about it almost last year. It must be last year. We've been talking for a year, the two wow. of us, but I think we did. Happy anniversary, well, it was babe. Summer. Oh, come on. It was a summer, so it's definitely been a year. And last, mm. I think it was last summer that we were talking about, you know, how to approach summer when things slow down. Oh, and yeah. we were saying that not necessarily they do, but also I feel in a way, though, it's harder to kind of see things happening the same way just because the conversations are different. You know? Oh, and yeah, it's most, really hard. It's hard to track. It's hard business to track. perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a mindset thing as well. What do you say? hundred percent like you have I was just speaking to someone about um dopamine hits for small business owners and even marketers when it comes to content and in summer in August you'll find that there's a it's much quieter people aren't commenting as much because they are like summering they're they're out they're about they're doing the things they're not on their phone as much but that doesn't mean that you're not making an impression. That doesn't mean you can't make any sales. That doesn't mean what you do now isn't going to have an impact on September, October, November. But at the same time, if you're listening and you took August off and you're like, oh crap, should I have worked through August? Absolutely not. You just, whatever you do has a positive impact, but also taking time off to like reflect and think about what's what's going to happen for you next is so valuable as well it's almost like in a world of trying to be incredibly efficient which sadly that's where my brain goes it's like oh efficiency mm, sexy word mm. i know i'm weird part of me loves efficiency but then part of me also understands that efficiency also doesn't allow for spaciousness so that's my personal battle with myself and again it was i think a lot of discipline on my side because if i want to practice what i appreciate it will be nice so if i'm asking my students to make the time to reflect i want to do the same and when i do that so i love that you mentioned that especially if it means taking a week taking two weeks taking a whole month off it really really has a positive effect 
what I would say from my personal advice, and I would like to hear if there's anything from you that jumps out, my personal advice is always set up the right systems and processes in place. If you do that, you don't have to constantly be on. And you might be like, fab, but it's a bit late now because I'm just getting to the back of it. But this is just a cautionary tale for next time. And in general, setting up these systems it take, can take time a bit, can be something you need to adjust, but it's worth it. If you don't want to scale up, if you don't want to outsource, it's worth it. Can to get I you ask started. you a question? No, you're what not is... allowed. This podcast <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> Only questions come from me, of course. What What are your favorite systems, or what do you think are the key systems that you can put in place if you're not particularly ready to outsource to a human yet? Like, what it What is? What are your systems? This is the Pandora box of questions. Always like open the gateway of craziness. Ah. I love the question. Thank you. <laughs> like literally just so many things in my head. Now, I'm going to tell you the ones that we teach in the certification because that's why we teach them. So the first one is actually a whole bit of a cop out, but it's actually the dashboard. So it can be a second brain. It can be an operating system. It's literally what you call it. So basically a place, like a virtual office, like an, and we do it in Notion and we teach our students how to do it both in Google and Notion, but mainly we focus on Notion. So a pla- that's the first thing. Find that place where you can put all the things because your systems will be customized based on how you work and you can get people like ourselves to help as well, whether it's the cohort or obviously we also do done for you stuff, but we can help you set up your own systems because the only problem with setting systems, and then I'm going to get to a few more, but is that we think we need to do it how other people are doing it. Or we buy a template, which is great as a starting point. That's why we also give templates. But then I like to run through how the template works. And I think that's really important because you can adjust it. So if you're going to look at other people's systems and replicate, always start playing with it and then adapt it. If you adapt it, the sooner you do that, the better. So that's kind of the first thing. Even if it's literally just, let's say, in this case, a Notion, an empty Notion page with one table, that's a starting point. And every single day you go back there to check your calendar, that's fine by me. But that's a great starting point because then another great system, obviously, it will be content systems. And my favorites are content calendar is the, but definitely like a idea bank and a content back backlog and repository because that's where I'm going to get my stuff back. Also, another one that I love is like a CRM, but much, which is content, rela- uh, sorry, customer relationship management. But think about it as contact, basically content management. I love to be able to have one table or one place where I have all the people that I need to talk to, that I'm in touch with, that I want to catch up with. So that's another big system wait, that actually wait, works for marketing wait, as well. Wait, I need that one. So I've never found like a happy CRM place. Um, What, what are your favorite? places and spaces to do I this. use Notion in the end. I Notion. Use, I keep everything in one place. That's why we double down on creating templates and all these things for Notion because yeah. it's I found myself I will go back to it for other things. So our newsletter system is in Notion. So another system that I love is just uh idea collecting. So it's less than um, content ideas bank. It's more like, you know, articles, any resources, any things. I kind of put them in my learning notes. And again, we have a template for that as well that people can get added for free or for a little donation, whatever you want. But I love to have this little learning notes where I put all of my stuff in. And so I found that I was going back to Notion for that. I was going back to Notion to put all of the content ideas, all the content we published, even our podcast, you know, so if whichever content you have, it's good to have it all in one place. And I even converted one of our clients to Notion and she uses it to um, do her own podcast. I find that that for me is the best thing because the less tools I have, the more focused I am. Because then I go into that place and I got everything I need. I click on the different links. So to recap, 
there's a lot more. But to recap, the ones that also we teach a lot our students include just first of all a home, that virtual home base, whatever that might be. I would recommend a tool that allows you to have different quick links at a glance. Then definitely some content systems that are not just a calendar, so also ideas and backlog. And definitely a way for, to manage your contacts and a place to manage all of your, almost like the bookmarks, they're not bookmarks because that's the problem. Then you have lots of bookmarks and you maybe don't even click on them after the first time. Or you have lots of read later notes that you will never read later. If you start categorizing them, if you start you know, moving them across and kind of cataloging them, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get back to them when you need them. And catalog them by uh, function. Like, what do you need it for? Is that too much? Is that enough? I don't know. No, it's on. so good. Thank you so much. I needed that. That was very, very good. <laughs> it's literally, well, if you ever need, I mean, I'm going to say on the pod, but if you ever need anybody to help you out setting up your own, you know, CRM in Notion, just obviously, you know where to find me. More than happy to help you out. Because that's the thing. I found that it was just a place I go back to. Easy yeah. for me to use. And I could. And the thing is, you can customize it. Maybe you need different uh, functions for different type of contacts. You can do that. Maybe you need to have everything with the same things. You can do that. And then you can automate with Zapier as well, which I'm super excited. And we're going to talk about it more actually next week on the pod. And I might break it down too properly at some point. But you can do Notion to Zapier. And I would suggest not to send emails directly, but you can create drafts whenever you, for example, click a checkbox. So you can create a new draft to follow up on somebody or to chase somebody that will go straight into your Gmail. Things like that. This is how my brain works, everybody. <laughs> Just <laughs> game changer. That's the thing. That that's that's the thing. I want my I you say I want to help people. I'll tell our students to make a bigger impact and I want to do it by doing marketing better. But let's be honest, if our systems and processes are absolute shite. We can do all the things in the world. We ain't going to have time to do all the stuff that we want to do because we're going to get stuck into manually have to do everything. So thank you for the question because systems are goddamn sexy and I will be dying on the hill. Thank you. Game changer. Game changer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing everything manually. I have the, the, the problem that I've got is I've got multiple systems in different places and I want to put everything in one space. Like I use... Dubsado, I use the drive, I've got my Kartra. You've just like made loads of light bulbs go off in my head, especially this week where I'm jam-packed. Like sometimes I'm I'm quite I'm quite happy doing things on the go, I, being quite like a goblin marketing girly, like just messy and getting out there, just just doing it. But I think I need like a hub that does it all. And I the thing is I like Notion, but I much prefer Google Drive. So, but you said you do Google Drive as well? Yes, yes, you can do that too, actually. And that's because um, from an accessibility standpoint, Notion is not to the same level of Google Drive. So with a lot of our students that need that accessibility support, we have set up a lot of stuff on Google as well. And yeah. you can make it look pretty. And you can make it look easy to access as well if you want to. So again, just saying, and we're going to jump onto LinkedIn in a second. But yeah, if, if you need help, I'm here. More than happy to help is, is how my brain works. That's the funny thing. I think a little reminder for everybody, figure out how your brain works. Ask for help when you need to and understand your strengths. And this is in some way one of my strengths. So yay. Yeah, you yay. got this. You got this, mm -hmm. honestly. First step is recognition. Just like I want to recognize that LinkedIn has been quietly doing things as well, uh, which I want to talk about for today's, um, just obviously before we wrap up, a couple of things. Yeah, You found uh... one. So you tell me first what has been happening and then I'll go Let tell you me. another thing 
LinkedIn, she is... Oh, do you know what? I see LinkedIn as a man. LinkedIn feels like a he to me. It's not a she. Not No shade. Just how I see you. I don't know why. So, I'm going to read this. It published today. I had another bit of news, but I was like, do you know what? This, this feels like a good one. LinkedIn expands engagement signals to better personalised user feeds. In a nutshell, LinkedIn is showing you more content from people and pages you engage with most. So it's kind of jumping on Instagram's algorithm where if, if you like someone's post quite often, they'll appear first on your news feed. And I, I didn't... Was LinkedIn on a chronological feed then before? No, but I think the signals from its algorithm and how it showed you what it showed you was a bit murkier and wasn't necessarily as clear so i think there was a combination of what you're mentioning as well still kind of like relationship and stuff but it still was a bit more chronological and it still mm. was not as targeted that's the word okay I not as targeted yeah another thing linkedin is doing is putting more focus on hashtag engagement to highlight relevant topics to users hashtags on linkedin i honestly never never use them never recommended using them because i found like they don't do anything so if if now they are going to do something great great if you're listening to us linkedin though love you to bits but please please be the game changer i'm talking on behalf of one of our uh, graduates lewis shout out to lewis but please be the game changer and actually start recognizing hashtags that are capitalized i didn't know this by the way that's why i'm shouting out to lewis he's the person that told me that actually for uh, screen readers and accessibility you should uh, capitalize each word of your hashtag so that they are recognized as separate words instead of a whole word but most platforms for some of you can do it and it doesn't change too much but most platforms will automatically change to all small cap and lowercase so linkedin if you're listening and you really want us to push hashtags please be this be at the forefront of actually making them more accessible and thank you be the change linkedin be the change <laughs> there's two more things that they're saying they're gonna do they're going to reduce notifications for certain actions. So I'm guessing like that someone has viewed your profile, but we're not going to tell you who that someone is. Maybe it's going to be that annoying one. I hope they get rid of that. Like that doesn't help me at all. Um, and then posts are now seeing more reach over time as opposed to gaining the most traction on the first day. They say that posts are now getting far more traction on the second and third day after posting. So they're like... They're expanding the shelf life of a post, which I like. I'm not surprised though, because actually one uh, one piece of news that I brought in for this week is about newsletters on LinkedIn. So it's kind of like LinkedIn understanding the type of content that works really well and understanding that the newsletters have a lot of power. And historically, as we know, even if LinkedIn newsletters are slightly different than a normal newsletter, they are still longer form content. They're still content that will probably be digested over time. So I can see, you know, the platform being a bit away from that kind of quick shelf life, quick kind of fixed content and wanting the content to be um, digested and reused and reutilized. So it's kind of like a natural thing if they're pushing the newsletters as a feature, which by default is going to be a different type of content than just like a quick post. I'm not too shocked that that will reflect on any everything they do. Even if, to be honest, I'm not sure personally how I feel about LinkedIn newsletter as a user. I, I I don't know, maybe because we have always built newsletters separately, so we kind of have our own hubs, but I'm not... Do you know what would be good? Well, if, well you know, LinkedIn, okay, this, listen. This is, this is, LinkedIn, listen. What Threads did well was already providing you with a community of followers. 
who already chose to follow you. If I could write a newsletter via LinkedIn that would be sent out to all of my connections without them having to click subscribe, great. I'd definitely do that. that that's worth my time. But if if LinkedIn newsletters, you have to like say that you're interested in it and then I've got to start promoting that again even though I'm already working on LinkedIn I'm already working hard on connections now I've got to get these connections to do a second step which is sign up to my newsletter hey oh far I'm exhausted mate I'm doing my newsletter I'm doing all my posts I'm doing everything but if LinkedIn could cut out that could make people automatically sign up to your newsletter if they if they're already a connection I'm in See, they're doing the other way around. That's one of the updates, actually. They're doing the changes. They're doing the other way around. Or if somebody uh, signs up for your newsletter, then they will auto-follow you as well as a person. Well, apparently, they wouldn't do that. But if for me, oh, I mean, we have to understand the business element of here. Like LinkedIn is like, the newsletter is relatively new or a different kind of feature. We want yeah. people to be more aware of it and sign up to more newsletters first. So we're going to do it that way around. So I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. But because they're doing the opposite, I doubt then obviously like they who... do the other way around. Well, I, don't, I can't see myself being incentivized to sign up to a LinkedIn newsletter if I'm not already following the person. Like that's so cold. So good. Brr. Brr. <laughs> <laughs> so Shade. cold. <laughs> no, I understand. And that's why part of me... And I've had actually, again, shout out to one of our students from our student community, Claudia, it was amazing. Also going to be uh, the Business and Marketing Summit, believe it or not, on Tuesday. amsschool.click slash business. Just Ayo. throwing it in there again. Ayo! <laughs> Cash. <laughs> she has an amazing newsletter and actually that built up to like a huge amount of followers and a lot of uh, comments and connections. And so she built it that way and that's actually become a great catalyst for a lot of the stuff that she does. So there are the outliers, but then for us little peeps that spent years building our actual newsletter that's part of that's me. That's what I was going to say. Like, did she have a, a bog standard newsletter before her LinkedIn newsletter? I don't think so. So, yeah, Claudia, if she, I'm, I'm if she speak just... for you, I don't think so. Yeah, because if Claudia just had the LinkedIn, she just chose, oh, I'm going to do newsletters via LinkedIn. Fabulous. But because I've got my people on my newsletter already... Like, I just don't see where the LinkedIn newsletter, like, sits in. It kind, it, It's kind of giving Substack. <laughs> I think that's the thing. And I understand, like, again, we're trying to centralise with the platform, which I think is really interesting. If anything, based on everything we talked about, I know that LinkedIn has been on the way up anyway. I can see it just kind of starting to still find its own fee. I still feel I'm waiting for Pinterest to kind of rise up from the, the quiet lane because it's not like ashes. Because Pinterest, I feel like, is a she or a day. I'm not sure. But regardless, I feel, I'm going to say they, I feel like they haven't really shone, like, like shone their light yet. And I really hope it does because I think Pinterest has a lot of potential for a lot of type of business owners. But it's interesting to see that it's almost like now we have this little upper end on the LinkedIn side and I'm really interested to see what it goes next between now and the end of the year as well. Same. Sass. Good <laughs> sass, good chats. We brought it all today. Thank you, Jess. Before I remind people how to find out more about you, once again, I'm going to say if you have nothing to do on Tuesday or if you've got stuff to do but you want to watch the replays, I would suggest you do because we have now 12 amazing sessions happening throughout the day, including panels and workshops, all for free at 
amschool.click slash business for the Business of Marketing Summit. Come and join us. It's a great way to meet some of their friends about marketing schools. So why not do that? And in the meantime as well, where can people also ask you all the questions about threads, LinkedIn and beyond, Jess? No, I'm not going to promote myself. This one's all about you. You can li- you can find where to find me next time, but go to the summit. It's going to be great. Oh, thank you so, so much. Go and check it out, team. As always, it's been a pleasure. We'll be back with more news, more exciting things happening in the marketing world next week. In the meantime, until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.